Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Obsession Podcast. This week, me and Hayden try to do a NCAA-inspired bracket of the most iconic video game franchise of all time. Uh, we get through two rounds, we get down to our Sweet 16, and it takes much longer than either of us thought it would. Uh, so we don't get to any news, and hopefully you enjoy this slight deviation while we uh, indulge in a little basketball. Okay, so what what do we what do we have going on here, right? So it's uh it's what is it, the NCAA tournament? The NCAA men's basketball tournament and women's basketball tournament are both currently underway. Okay, there's a whole title, Jesus Christ. The only thing I really know about the college basketball tournament is that everyone do be doing brackets for Hell everything. Yeah, and guess who's already completely shattered? This guy. <laughs> so at the time of recording, we are in the uh the the first day of the second round is currently going on. There have been two completed games. Um one has completely fucked me. Uh, the team I picked to win it all lost, so that's great. Um, and of my final four, three of my teams are already out. So, uh, my bracket is basically nothing more than a fire starter at this at this point. <laughs> Damn big oofs. But I'm making some money betting on games, which doesn't make sense because you would think that it would go the way of my bracket. But I have actually bet against some of my bracket picks in a lot of the cases because the the odds are either really good, or I'll bet the spread, and that has uh, been beneficial to my FanDuel account. <laughs> yeah, ever since the Super Bowl, you you and that FanDuel account, I think you got a problem. No, 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 because I don't I don't bet that much, honestly, and I only ever do it in like five dollar increments. I know I won like tw- I went plus twenty five yes- after yesterday's games, because uh, I bet on. I I hit on one of the upsets, and that doing that always gets you a big payout. Like if I had bet on Loyola today to beat Illinois, I think I would have won in like twenty bucks on a five five dollar bet or something. It it was kind of wild. Nice. Yeah, it is pretty funny when when we're in the Discord call, and uh, and you're like, oh yeah, I won some money, and then I'm like, how much did you win? And you're like, oh four dollars. Yeah, most of the odds are like minus one ten, so you win like four fifty if you yeah. hit on that one. So fairly low stakes gambling. It's all good. Yeah, I uh, don't have the balls to go bigger, <laughs> or or the money probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it to all go away immediately. Uh, so to get in on the bracket action, we're doing our own, and since we're a fledgling podcast whose only existence is self indulgence, we're doing the most basic of basic video game brackets, and we're comparing the most iconic video game franchises. I don't think it's that plebby. I mean, we saw some other ones. Other people were doing, like, best video game character, which I think is very subjective. Uh, I think, for, at least on the franchise front, there's uh, you can at least make arguments for or against certain franchises on uh, a lot more factors more than just like, oh yeah, he's the most popular. Sure. Which, yeah, iconic is going to be kind of an interesting adjective. Because uh, that that doesn't mean good, that doesn't mean influential. 
uh, it's just kind of recognizability. Although I'm probably going to have a hard time separating influence from being iconic because in some regards they go hand in hand. Yeah, I think I'm going to be the same. So we could, it could end up being a combo of iconic and influential, but I think that's better than best because best is too subjective. There's no way in hell. I mean, that would be different for literally anyone who would do that sort of thing. I don't know how you could ever figure out figure out and say, oh, this is the best game franchise of all time. Like, right. okay, I hate platformers, so fuck Mario. <laughs> that being said, though, I think in the future, if we ever wanted to do, like, a top 10 list or something, uh, it could be a fun experiment to start with a bracket, and then by the time we get to the Sweet 16, from that point, we both take those entries and rank them ourselves separately and compare. Okay, so we, like, get to what we would each agree on or relatively agree on because I don't think we're going to 100% agree on some of these, but if someone has a stronger opinion towards one, I'll probably lean that way. Uh, But then we just, so we get down to an agreed upon list and rank it, comparatively rank that. I'd I'd be down for that. Yeah, so we could try that. But for today, we do have a full bracket that you have put together of 64 different game titles. And in order to stay- Franchise. Franchises, right, not titles. Franchises and some characters. Uh, but in order to stay in sync with the NCAA tournament, we're trying to get through two rounds of this. So by the time this podcast releases, uh, we'll be at our Sweet 16, yeah? Yeah, so, yeah. If this comes out Tuesday as normal, the second round games will be over tomorrow, Monday the 22nd. So we will be in line with the actual tournament. Uh, a little bit of information. We will post a picture probably of our Sweet 16 to our Twitter, mostly because it'll look nicer than... like I'd have to edit what we have right now down because it, it's just basic as hell. But Yeah, by the way, love the watermark from printyourbrackets.com. I, that was the easiest fillable one that I could find. <laughs> Shout out, I guess. Not sponsored. Um. But to give everyone listening a little idea of how these got ranked by their seeding, the top 16 seeds, so the one through four seeds, uh, I basically rattled off the probably the most popular game franchises in my head, and that's kind of them. I think as we go through it, most people would agree these are probably some of the most popular. They I went a little bit more popular on the top 16 and then from the 5 to about the, what is it, I think like the 11 seeds, I went by uh, highest grossed sales from the franchise. So uh, ones that are higher on like the 6 or 7 seed line just have sold more. And then from like the 12 to 16, we just had a bunch of franchises that we think are pretty popular and kind of just placed them. We don't think those... Unlike the NCAA tournament, I don't think there's going to be a lot of crazy upsets in this just because I think for the most part, until we get to the final 16, it's pretty much, yeah, I think this one's more iconic than this one. Yeah, this is when you're going to find out that I'm actually secretly a huge Crash Bandicoot stan. Don't tell me that. You're the one who gave me shit for liking Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) I don't believe you at all. I I do see a few problems in this first 64 already, so hopefully it'll be a good discussion. But since we got a lot to get through, yeah, it does. uh, It does seem like it's going to be pretty clean cut. Like, I mean, so let's just take this first round, right? We got Mario and Dead Space. Who's going to try to argue that Dead Space is more iconic than Mario? 
Uh, nobody, but that's why it's a one versus 16. Those should be pretty <laughs> damn explanatory. Yeah. So uh, we'll just go down the list then, yeah? Yeah, we'll just start in the top left, go down. Um, I will be inputting them in the second round so that we uh, we don't forget. All um, right, thank God. And then I will, I'll run through in the second round so that we know what we're doing. But if you want to announce the ones for the first round, we'll just go from there. Sure. So Gran Turismo and Metroid. So this is the 8-9 matchup. So um, Metroid, right? I yeah, I'm saying Metroid. Uh I was surprised to see how much Gran Turismo had sold cuz it was on it's on like a top 50 list of game sales. So that's surprising to me since I'm pretty sure that franchise has kind of been dead on the PlayStation for a while <laughs> or has it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. When I think of a racing game, I immediately jump to Forza. Yeah. Which, it doesn't help that a lot of racing games like that don't really have a unique identity, because racing games are always meant to, like, they're supposed to look really realistic, and they're often used as a means to test and show off a console's graphical abilities. So, it's going to be hard for a racing franchise, when it doesn't really stand out, to stand against one of the oldest video game mascots. Yeah. Yeah, the only one, like, I think it's on here somewhere. I don't know exactly what seed it is, but uh, Need for Speed, to me, is the most one of the most iconic gaming or racing franchises just because it had a lot of different spin-off-y type games sure. that weren't just racing games, like Hot Pursuit. Well, it had a lot to do with car chases, for the most part, um, mm. which are some of the better ones, I would argue. Uh, I haven't played too many racing games myself of all the racing game franchises, Need for Speed, I played the most. So when it comes to Gran Turismo, I, I, I have no dog in that fight to not just give it to Metroid. <laughs> All right, so how about Assassin's Creed versus Counter-Strike? My vote goes to Counter-Strike. Really? Yeah. See, this one's interesting because I think recent, recency bias, Assassin's Creed, I think, is more iconic and more people... Oh, see, I don't know, though, actually. Now that, now that I'm trying to say that out loud... Yeah, I'm taking it from the view that, to me, aside from League of Legends, Counter-Strike is the face of esports. Yeah. It's the longest, like, I mean, at least one of the longest-standing first-person shooters. And if you're talking FPS, it is the esports game. Assassin's Creed is a very good franchise. It has a lot of recognizability. People really like Assassin's Creed, though the franchise has had ups and downs. To me, Counter-Strike is a larger brand. Ooh. I just don't have a strong enough opinion, so I don't know how I could. <laughs> I just feel like I think if uh, with Assassin's Creed, if it had maintained the uh, res- or like recognizability that that first trilogy had, I think it would be I'd pick it over Counter Strike. But I've. <sighs> One of the factors that I look at with this is if you just showed someone a picture of a snippet of gameplay, would they know what it is? From that, I feel like Assassin's Creed would probably be higher, but because Counter-Strike's been around for so long, neither one of them, I think, is a very, like, oh, yes, I know that. That's that Assassin guy. and But they wouldn't know it's Assassin's Creed compared to Counter-Strike's just generic, old-ass-looking gameplay. Yeah, and I will say to the layman, Assassin's Creed has a more easily recognizable brand. Um, If for no other reason that uh, 
like the logo for Assassin's Creed. Everyone would recognize the logo for Assassin's Creed. But if you took it to the public, you'd probably find a lot of people that didn't immediately recognize what you mean by CSGO. Yeah. But, and see, that's one of the things that I am trying to weigh with. Well, that's what I look a lot of what I look at when it comes to iconic. But then again, if you showed someone the Assassin's Creed logo, I don't know how many people would go, "Oh yeah, that's from Assassin's Creed," and be able to say that. They they might go, "Oh, I've seen that before," right? But not know what it's from. Damn, I didn't think this first five twelve matchup would be well. <laughs> if it's going like a nas- a regular college basketball tournament, this is pretty uh, on on brand with this one being closer. I don't know how close it is to you. I seem to be the one thinking it's a little bit closer. I I think somebody could convince me that Assassin's Creed is more iconic than Counter-Strike. At the moment, I don't personally see it. I definitely think there is an argument to be made. Well, with all that, I don't have a strong enough fight in defending Assassin's Creed, so I'll, I, can, I can move Counter-Strike on. Okay. Uh, the next one is Mortal Kombat and Castlevania. And as much as I love Castlevania, uh, N- Nintendo does have an unfortunate track record of not supporting their longest brands long term. Uh, so I think it's a pretty easy give to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I this is the 413. I'm going to say what the seeds are just in case anyone is wondering, um, if, especially if we don't end up posting a full 64 bracket. But mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat, the one we'll say first will be the lower seed. So Mortal Kombat's the four, Castlevania's the 13. But yeah, I'm in agree with, agreement with you. Castlevania hasn't really had a game that's been in the limelight in 15, 20 years. So Mortal Kombat is, it's got a movie coming out. People know the song, recognize the characters. I think it's an easy Mortal Kombat pick. Yeah, and for a lot of these, like, we'll get real into the nitty-gritty on them as the bracket goes forward, because these these easy gives, I don't want to talk about the history of Mortal Kombat right now, when we can get to it later. Yeah. Now this <laughs> but there's a lot one, to be said. This next one, I think, is going to be an interesting one, potentially, but I think I already know what you're going to say. So we got Resident Evil versus Star Fox. The 6 and 11. So what, what do you think my pick is? I think you're going to say Resident Evil, but... I think that, the, oh, I'm saying Resident Evil, but that's mostly because when's the last Star Fox game that's come out? Exactly. <laughs> Just like I said with Castlevania, while I love Star Fox as a brand, Nintendo only really cares about Mario and Zelda, and Star Fox could have been much bigger, but no, I think this is still an easy, easy one for Resident Evil. I mean, the only thing that would is keeping Star Fox... I think on this list is Super Smash Bros, which we will see later. Because uh, outside of that, like, I wouldn't know who Fox and Falco are if it wasn't for Smash Bros. Like, I've seen the games for Star Fox. Like, I know. I know about of them. But I'm like, oh, the old barrel roll meme shit? Cool. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, if we had made this bracket in... The early 2000s, right? Oh, it'd be so different. Hot off the heels of Star Fox 64. Then it'd it'd probably be a way different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But we got a lot of longevity stuff that we can now look at here. Because there's some of these franchises that are on here that haven't really been super relevant. But 
uh, we'll get to one that I'm curious to see how far it'll go just because of how iconic the, one of the characters, some of the characters are from it. We have a couple of them where they have very iconic characters and I'm curious how far we think based on name recognition of a character alone, the franchise can go. Yeah. Uh, so then we've got Final Fantasy versus Warhammer. I mean, I'm Final Fantasy easy peasy. Yeah, same. I don't know enough about Warhammer, and what it Warhammer is mostly tabletop, right? Yeah. So I don't know why the hell I even put that on here. <laughs> uh, so Final Fantasy, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one we got Battlefield versus Crash Bandicoot. Now this one, I don't know. I'm going Crash Bandicoot. Okay, I was going to too, only because Battlefield doesn't have a, a mascot. Yeah, it, again, it, it's kind of the Gran Turismo thing, where, like, I, I can respect the things that Battlefield does differently than a Call of Duty, but, yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot to it that I would consider iconic. Like, the idea that, you know, once upon a time, Battlefield was the game that did the big battles on the big map, I, I, I just don't think that compares to one of Sony's strongest and longest-standing mascots. And... Crash just got a reboot, so... Yeah, certainly it helps that they they just recently not only uh, re-released and remastered the original trilogy, but then also got the reboot with Crash 4. So, I mean, it's it's very in the culture again. I would have argued, regardless of even the remastered trilogy, I would have still put Crash Bandicoot over Battlefield, just Mm -hmm. to put that on the record. Uh, I'm a big Crash Bandicoot fan. Some of the first games that I played, so... It's gonna. It's really sad who it's gonna go up against in the next round of me because there's no way in hell it's gonna beat it. But you know what? It got a dub, and that's all that matters. <laughs> all right. So then, uh, for the final match of the first quarter of our bracket, it's Fire Emblem versus GTA. Uh, it's GTA. We're not even gonna. I don't. I mean, I don't. It, yeah, anything I agree. else? Anything else? Okay. I mean, Fire Emblem is great. If uh, this we were based in Japan. Fire Emblem probably wouldn't be a 15 seed, but we're not, and it is. So GTA moves on, and that's about all we're going to say about it. Yep. All right, so we got <laughs> Tetris versus Red Dead. Tetris. Uh, it's going to be fucking hard to beat Tetris. Yeah, Tetris is going to... There's some... I put some challenging ones in this one, but I mean, I think there's some challenging ones for the one seeds and all the brackets. Boy, I kind of disagree. I think all of these are going to be easy for me. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. <sighs> Chris, you don't have strong opinions about some of these mid-tier franchises, huh? Uh, I guess not. Okay, well, we'll move on to this next one because this will be interesting based on what you said earlier. Uh, Fortnite versus Forza. I, and, I uh, It has to be Fortnite. It has to be Fortnite. I, it kind of pains me, but, like, Fortnite has been the thing. It's basically what Minecraft was around 2010 for today. Yeah. You, you can't, you know, even if you don't like the culture that Fortnite has created, you cannot argue against it being a cultural juggernaut and, in a lot of ways, a cultural tastemaker. Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, every other damn not, how many game franchises are we, that we're about to talk about are have characters in Fortnite right now? Right, yeah. 
shit, I didn't even think about that. Why did I give Fortnite a 9? I think we did Fortnite dirty. Because <laughs> I don't know how... Well, I mean, we'll get to it here soonish, but I don't know how we're going to have it beat Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. All right, League of Legends and Diablo. See, I think this one would be interesting if either of us really played Diablo. Right, yeah. But like, I, I can sit here and say that Diablo is one of the original uh, dungeon crawl looter games and probably influenced a lot of other games, even on this list. And I know that Diablo 2 in its time was fucking huge and people really like Diablo. But then kind of like with Counter-Strike, uh, League of Legends is the other side of the esports coin. And it's kind of crazy how a free-to-play game with, uh, like, <laughs> for the most part, one game mode and one way to play the game has stood the test of time the way it has with so many different characters and as worldly popular as it is. Yeah, I was going to say, similar to Counter-Strike and Fortnite, I mean, it's just had a staying power. It's been the game of the 2010s. It was the game of the 2010s, I would say. Because yeah. everyone played it. At, if you play games, you played that at some point. You might not have liked it, like me. I'm not a big League fan. But, I mean, the the viewership that that game pulls in for eSport competitions is crazy. But so yeah, League of Legends, easy. Yeah. Uh, so then FIFA versus Persona. Again, this is not in Japan, so I really don't have any argument against FIFA since FIFA is huge, and honestly, we might have underseeded FIFA from how much people play this game around the world. <laughs> yeah, I also give it to FIFA. Um, as much as I love Persona, and I think each individual Persona game is pretty easily recognizable based on its characters and its art style. Uh, I think it itself doesn't have a crazy strong brand and isn't very recognizable. Like, Persona doesn't really have a logo, right? Like, it's it's stylized yeah. text. I, I easily recognize... I could tell you which cast of characters is from which Persona game, but I couldn't walk up to many people and say, which almost nameless protagonist is this one from <laughs> well aren't they all in aren't they all nameless like uh they've you, all got canon names oh they do i thought you named them no what, what's actually funny is that the canon name for the protagonist in persona 4 is literally you <laughs> why you yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's clever that's clever but yeah FIFA, so so FIFA. And we're moving on all right, so th this this one here is potentially the only really hard one for me. Uh, we've got Tomb Raider versus Uncharted. I kind of did this on purpose. <laughs> A very thematic matchup. Um, um, that being said, I don't know if you can really give it to Uncharted when Tomb Raider literally paved the way for it. Yeah, and uh, Laura Croft is a much more iconic character than Nathan Drake, in my opinion. Yeah, you can't really ignore the pedigree that Uncharted comes from and the fact that it has had, I believe, five games, including the spinoff for Sony, and has become, well, at least it was one of its juggernauts for the Sony exclusive branding. But uh, kind of like Crash Bandicoot with Tomb Raider having the recent reboots even, everyone knows who Laura Croft is. 
Yeah. And in its time, catered a similar kind of controversy to something like GTA or Mortal Kombat, where Laura Croft was at the center of, is this too sexual and mature for my baby boy to play? Yeah, those fucking rectangular polygon tits. Yeah, when you talk about polygon tits, you got two characters. You got Laura Croft and you got Tifa Lockhart. <laughs> so it's got to be Laura. Uh, it's amazing for me to look back at the controver- those kinds of controversies and then look at what the imaging lo- what the imagery was then and you're like, "God damn, dude." What and they're not talking about this now where you actually they actually look real-ish, like real people. And when I say real, I mean they look like real people in cutscenes and in game and then back then it was like, "My god." <laughs> So, next one is Sonic and Dragon Age. Uh, Don't you fucking try to tell me that Dragon Age is more iconic than Sonic. I'm not. I'm not. I will will end this podcast right now. This is a really easy one. Well, Sonic's the three seed. It's expected to win. Dragon Age, honestly, I don't even think... I put Dragon Age on here because it's a 14. So, yeah, it's in that that range of... I mean, people have heard of it (laughs) kind of category. Uh, But... Yeah, um, I don't, I don't have anything else to say. You know, so what? moving I'm, on, I'm having a moment of panic, and I don't know if I put Mass Effect on here. Oh no! Uh oh! Keep you put on, on Dragon Age, but not Mass Effect. <laughs> that does seem a little backwards. Uh, so for the next one, we've got Metal Gear versus God of War, and actually, I take that back. I think this is a harder one than Tomb Raider versus Uncharted. Both really? of them are fairly long-standing titles in their time and in their own way still moved on to the current generation. Although Metal Gear is effectively over at this point. Um and because of that, I do kind of think God of War carries a more iconic brand at this point. If if it weren't for the newest God of War, I think I would be giving it to Metal Gear but I think God of War has had a resurgence. It is now in the same place that Uncharted once was for Sony, and I think it's more iconic than Metal Gear. Oh, yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I just, I've never been that into Metal Gear. I don't know it much, and as someone who's played a lot of games, I think I would think of Kratos before I'd think of Solid Snake when it comes to gaming stuff. Like, I, I, I would assume, if it was name iconic characters in video games, I'm going to name Kratos before I name Solid Snake. That's what I meant to say. I said mm-hmm. that completely backwards, I think. But, yeah, I'm in agreement with God of War moving on. Um, It has, they both have similar, no, Metal Gear started pre, uh, quite a while before God of War, right? Yeah, Metal Gear was, uh, I mean, if you want to go real, real back, the original Metal Gear was on the NES. Yeah, so... But Metal Gear Solid with Solid Snake, that was PlayStation 1. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I I just, I feel like God of War wins that one as well. Uh, So the last one for the second bracket is Worms versus Halo. Uh, Love Worms, but come on. (laughs) Yeah, it's Halo. So, uh, yeah. Alright, so top of the third now, and we are looking at Pokemon versus Banjo-Kazooie. It's Pokemon. Yes, it is Pokemon. Kind of, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
next, next one. up is Guitar Hero versus Donkey Kong, and I feel like that has to be Guitar Hero, right? I think so. Donkey Kong's just been out of the zeitgeist, if you sit, if you will, for too long. Like that's another franchise where I'm like, outside of Smash, who who's like, yeah, Donkey Kong. I mean, it's had some recent iterations in the franchise, like with Tropical Freeze, but yeah. Again, Nintendo languishing their less popular titles. Yeah. Uh, so, and you you can't really understate the cultural impact of something like Guitar Hero, even if, for all intents and purposes, it is a dead brand now and has been for several years. Yeah, but if you're going for, again, the iconicness of it, people mm-hmm. recognize Guitar Hero. Like, yeah. If it's a rhythm, ga- a, gu- a rhythm game, they'll go, oh, Guitar Hero. Over, like, Rock Band or something, I would say. Mm-hmm. So then Madden versus Mega Man. And this one's interesting. Just, just like with Castlevania, as much as I fucking love Mega Man, I, I don't really feel like it stands against Madden. Yeah. I mean, the character of Mega Man is iconic in itself, but I feel like it's been forgotten by most people our age who grew up playing video games unless you're really into retro games. Because, like, I never played a Mega Man game. Yeah, and whenever I talk to people about video games, like, if I'm just trying to find something to connect with somebody on, and I'm like, and and, and they say, oh, yeah, I've got a PlayStation, and I say, oh, what games do you play? There's a good chance that the ones they give me are going to be Call of Duty, FIFA, Madden, or MLB The Show. Yeah, sports games and COD. And everybody knows Madden. Like, it's the only ba- football game still. Yeah. So, Madden over Mega Man, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, next is Doom versus The Witcher. I don't think this one's very close either. I think it's easily Doom. Yeah. Outside of Witcher 3, nobody really... I mean, people who really liked high-end visual games and pretty good, a pretty good RPG in general... We're big fans of the first two Witchers, but Witcher 3 is what put it on the map, and Doom's been around for too goddamn long and been too good <laughs> for too goddamn long for it to not just easily move on here. These are facts. So the next is Monster Hunter versus Mass Effect. And uh, I did not make an edit to get Mass Effect in here because <laughs> I forgot it. Uh, this one, though, where we put it, I don't know because... I don't know how big of a reach Monster Hunter has. Yeah, I I think... I don't feel personally strongly about either of these. See, I love Mass Effect, so I'm like, Mass Effect, yes. But I've never played a Monster Hunter game, so I feel like that's a... That's, but, you know, it'd be an upset. Mass Effect C11. We need more upsets. <laughs> <laughs> um if we're if we're considering worldwide, I kind of feel like Monster Hunter is bigger, but that's also a more recent thing. Like with Monster Hunter World, it's kind of blown up more. And I just don't know how big of a a reach Mass Effect has. Honestly. Like I love the Mass Effect franchise. But I know I'm like one of I'm on the far end of fanboyness for Ma- for Mass Effect. And, I mean, Commander Shepard is a pretty iconic character, but uh, that 
doesn't mean shit since I guess the ringer decided that he was no better than a 16 seed and their video game character <laughs> bracket. Yeah, I saw that ringer. I'm calling you out. Had him go up against Master Chief in the first round. I was like, that's dirty. <laughs> uh, see, I yeah, I think I think this can go to Mass Effect. I think that checks out. Heck yeah, dude. We get. The, it's not gonna win the next run, so it doesn't matter. So give it this one little thing. I don't think <laughs> I don't think either of these are winning against who's gonna come out of this next one. Right. So the next one is Street Fighter versus Bioshock, and it's Street Fighter by a fucking mile. Yeah, it's gotta be. I mean, I again, this is one where actually this is weird. I put two of my favorite game franchises in the same little quadrant of the bracket in Mass Effect and Bioshock. But um, as much of a Bioshock stand that I am, I ain't picking it over I, I, the iconicness of Street Fighter. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just like with uh, Counter Strike, Street Fighter is the face of its own esports scene. And I mean, everybody knows the Hadouken, like. You could do that, and people, oh, yeah, I, I've heard of that. I've seen that. Like, yeah, that shit's the, iconic as hell. The Hadouken has risen above to the point of ubiquity, where it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z, where, like, everyone kind of knows the motion. They know what they're supposed to do, even if they couldn't name the character that does it. <laughs> yeah, there's a like, Hadouken, and they go, wait, what's, what? Okay. I mean, it's just been memed to shit. Right. So, yeah, I'm going... Which yeah, reminds me later, I uh, I want to send you a video, and, and everyone else should look this up too. Look up Daigo's full parry, and it's an incredible clip of esports history where my man Daigo pulls off an impossible parry and come back, comes back and wins a match. Like, he, I, he's down for the count. One hit would take him out, and he parries, like, Chun-Li's whole ultimate. And it's, uh, the yes, pop-off I, is incredible. I've seen that. I've seen that video. It's, it's why, cause the best part about it is the crowd hype behind it and the announcers just going absolutely insane along with it. Yeah. But we're moving on. Super Smash Bros. versus Fallout. I think this is easily Super Smash Bros. Yeah. It feels weird to talk about the iconic nature of a franchise that is a mashup of other iconic franchises. But it's one of the most notable fighting games. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it from it's a console seller as well as its own fighting game scene juggernaut, it is kind of hard to put it against Fallout. Even when Fallout has uh, deep roots in PC gaming and uh, isometric exploration. But uh, yeah, I think it's got to be Smash Bros. But yeah, I would say, just to add on to that a little more, I mean... If you weren't a PC enthusiast, you didn't know about Fallout 1 and 2. Fallout 3 is what put the game on the map. And there's nothing... Like, yeah, they're really good. Fallout 3, New Vegas, 4, they're all really good games. But, I mean, everybody knows Super Smash. Everybody. Like, yeah. people who aren't into games have probably played a round of Smash at a party at, in college at some point. So the next one is Total War versus Call of Duty. Wow, I can't believe we put Total War on here. So Call of Duty and yeah. <laughs> okay, so then uh, finally the top of the last bracket, we have Zelda versus Civilization. Yeah, Zelda. I mean, shout out to Civ. Um, great game. Z, plural. Uh, but yeah, it's Zelda. Gonna be hard to be Zelda. So then, uh, uh, there, I think there's, mm, we'll see, we'll see. 
So the next is PUBG versus God of War. Uh, not God of War, Gears of War. Sorry. Oh. I saw G of War. I think it has to be Gears of War simply because at this point, PUBG is, uh, has a very niche market. Like, yes, there's people that still play. It has a, a bajillion users still, but it is not at the top of the Battle Royale market anymore. And I think market, Marcus Phoenix as the poster boy gives it the edge. I definitely think there's an argument someone could make for PUBG being more iconic, but Gears of War in its time, having strong enough branding and standing with the big boys of the FPS genre, I I do think we can give it to them over PUBG. That that one, if that was played out, uh, I think it's like a hundred times, I think Gears of War only wins like fifty-five times. <laughs> like if it was an actual basketball game they were playing, those two teams going up against each other, I think Gears of War just barely ekes out PUBG. Okay. So the next is Dragon Quest versus Dark Souls. So this is interesting just because um I've never played Dragon Quest. There is a very, very very strong loyalty fan base for Dragon Quest, not in the United States. And so it's weird that Dragon Quest is the five seed and Dark Souls is the 12 in this instance. <laughs> but I don't know if it's because I'm friends with you that I seem to just think that Dark Souls is maybe bigger, but also not because goddamn is all, all so many streamers are getting into playing and loving Dark Souls. So let me hit you with this. Uh, Dragon Quest, granted, very, very big RPG title. More than 10 main series games. Uh, and on its own has kind of built a lot of RPG tropes. Like, I think the look of your basic blue slime comes directly from Dragon Quest. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But... How many times have you heard the phrase, the Dark Souls of blank? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, see, that, (laughs) okay, you saying that out loud makes me go, um, I gave, we we put Dark Souls as a 12 seed. Um, I think I fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is, this is the, uh, the, the dark horse that's going to make it far. Because, yeah, I. That alone, I, I, I have to go with Dark Souls. I mean, I kind of worry about its chances in the next round, depending. Ooh, I think I think that could be, that'll be a very interesting one. We'll get to that one today, and I'm, I'm very interested to have that discussion. So the next round after that is Pac-Man versus Elder Scrolls. I mean, and, it's Pac-Man, and it's not even close to me. Yeah, Pac-Man feels weird to me. Where I mean, th- th- this is when we really need to sit down and and say that we mean iconic because nobody thinks about Pac-Man until they see Pac-Man, or, or but the, uh, as everyone a sees Pac-Man. Yeah, I mean, what was it? What was one of the Adam Sand- stupid ass Adam Sandler movies? <laughs> has a scene where it's just giant Pac-Man and everyone's like, oh yeah, that's Pac-Man. But I'm like, when's the last time anyone's played a goddamn Pac-Man game? Yeah. 
like Tetris somehow manages to stay relevant. There's still new games coming out for that, but not too often do we get a re-release for Pac-Man, and I also don't think anyone's really clamoring for a re-release of Pac-Man. But as a brand, it's fucking huge. It's in Smash for crying out loud. Like, who saw that coming? God, it really is in Smash. <laughs> I, I see. Pac-Man was one of those weird ones where it's like, I could give this a six or eight seed, and I wouldn't think twice. But then when you look at how much goddamn money that franchise has made, it's insane. It's like in the top 15, I think, of like revenued franchise gaming franchises, which is absurd. I don't know if that's... Uh, the, the stuff I was saying, I don't know if it was... 100% game revenue. So like only from sell like selling the game or if merchandise was also involved. Yeah, how much of Pac-Man's revenue is quarters? That would be fucking absurd that it would be up there for that because that means that means the game deserves to move on because that means an absolute metaphorical fuck ton of people played it. <laughs> yeah. For it to have earned billions of dollars. <laughs> All right, so Pac-Man goes forward over Elder Scrolls. Sorry Skyrim. I mean, that was, the or, you know, you mean Sorry Oblivion. Uh, sure. <laughs> it just had its 15th birthday, which is crazy to think of in itself, but we're not talking about that. Let's keep moving. So next is Need for Speed versus Half-Life. And boy, I don't know. Yeah, are we, are we just taking out all the racing franchises immediately? We could, but Need for Speed's the only one that I think would, be deserving to move on, but Half-Life. Yeah, I kind of don't know where Need for Speed sits in the culture compared to a character like Gordon Freeman, his iconic crowbar, and the Lambda symbol from Half-Life. Well, and also the fact that without Half-Life, we don't have Counter-Strike, and we moved Counter-Strike on. True. Um, I, I think, you know, like I said before, with uh, Gran Turismo specifically, racing games don't have an easy time cultivating their own brand. Like, you know, let's take a game like Borderlands that is chock full of video game references. How mm-hmm. do you reference Need for Speed? Uh, it's like when you were trying to describe to someone why they should go see Fast and the Furious, you go, oh, it's like Need for Speed, but the movie. <laughs> and see, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something at you. Um, because I myself don't have very strong ties to Half-Life, I say we give it to Need for Speed simply because there's no way in God's green earth it's winning the next round. <laughs> I don't know, Hayden. I don't know if I can give you that because I feel pretty strongly about the crowbar. Okay, well, Half-Life it is then. I think yeah, iconography that- wins out here. That's how uh, wishy-washy I was on <laughs> that statement. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Uh, next round is World of Warcraft versus Hitman. Wow, it is. Fucking love Agent 47, and I don't think he gets enough love, but uh, World of Warcraft has kind of had the... Uh, it sat where Fortnite is now for much longer, you know? Yes. It, very much so, yes. I mean, it's still got millions of players, almost. It's Wait, is it 20 years old yet? Uh, I could not tell you, but It's got to be pretty damn close if it's not 20 years old yet. <laughs> I, I have never personally played WoW, so I have no idea of an original release date. 
I know. Well, I mean, if we're going, see, that is the thing. That actually, I could World of Warcraft only being a three is probably not seated high enough. It should probably be on the two or the one line if we would have just said Warcraft, because that's yeah. not including all the Warcraft. So technically, that I I think we should refer to it more going forward as Warcraft instead of World of Warcraft, because the World Warcraft franchise is what world, spawned World of Warcraft. And people love the Warcraft games before World of Warcraft. I'm saying this too much. <laughs> oh, good God. Okay, we'll get into that in later ones. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for the information, World of Warcraft released November 2004. We're, yeah, God damn, we're, all, we're getting close. We're getting <laughs> close. All right, so then uh, The Sims versus Spyro. I Honestly, like the- this is kind of a hard one. It is. I was okay. I'm glad you thought that. This is another seven ten matchup, and so far, we've had this ten win twice, and the seven has won once. I don't. I mean, you could flip a coin on this one for me. I would almost give it more to The Sims because of recency bias. The Sims is kind of like Pac Man to me, where nobody thinks about The Sims but everyone has played or knows of The Sims. Even yeah. though it still has games and DLC coming out, I don't see it marketed that much. Or at the very least, it's not marketed to me. And it's just kind of there. And it's something that's always going to have a base of people buying it because there is an inherent enjoyment that people have with The Sims. But does yeah. that beat arguably Sony's most iconic mascot. You think Spyro is more iconic than Crash Bandicoot? I think they're neck and neck. See, I think I think Crash Bandicoot edges out Spyro, and if it wasn't for them doing the same thing to Crash Bandicoot with Spyro, I don't think this is very this is that hard of a decision to go the Sims. And because because I've said what I just said, I'm still going I'm going with the Sims. Just want to point out the Spyro remasters came before the Crash remasters. They did? Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't believe you. Pretty... No, actually, I might be wrong. I I remember that one of them had an Easter egg hidden in their game for a demo for the other. And that might have been Crash to Spyro, so I, I, could, I could be talking out of my ass. I think you are. Uh, Insane came out in 2017. Uh, when did Spyro Reignite come out? 2018. Ha ha. Okay, I'm a fool. I was gonna say I don't. I don't believe you. I don't <laughs> believe you at all. But there is a strong relationship between those franchises. Not even just in one teasing the other, just as they did back in the day. But also, uh, they're one of the first franchises to have crossover games. Yeah. Where, yeah, uh, I actually on played the, that on the Game Boy Advance. I believe. Yeah, it was. I played that. It very, was, very cool. It was weird, but I. The reason why I'm also another point towards The Sims. People who don't really play video games at all have played The Sims and know it. Yeah, you're and right. So I think that alone. If I mean, if moms game, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, or like girls, millennial girls all know have like all played The Sims. All of them. If you're a millennial and a female, you've probably played The Sims. And, you know, kind of like World of Warcraft, we could have also just, uh, you know, we're talking about The Sims, right? But this could include Sim Coaster, Sim City, 
simulation games. If you want to get real wild, Sid Meier. Uh, Was that? No, Sid Meier's different. Shit. That's, that's the Civilization games. What do I know? Why does anyone listen to this podcast? They don't. Shit. <laughs> uh, okay, well, The Sims goes forward. Um, but then, you know, kind of uh, on the back of talking about uh, expanding it to the whole franchise, you have Tom Clancy here. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Splinter Cell or Rainbow Six or Ghost Recon, you just put Tom Clancy. Yep, and it still doesn't beat Minecraft. It does not. So that's why I did it. Because <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, oh, well, that's a huge franchise. They got a lot of good games, but it's still not more iconic than Minecraft. So we'll just put it all together so we don't have to complain about it. God, no. Okay. Remember, Chris, when you were like, oh, maybe we should do the news first. And I said, no, let's just do the bracket because we don't know how long it's going to take. And we're almost at an hour, and we haven't even done the second round yet. Yeah, yeah, this is a problem. It did not go as fast as I thought it would. Uh, do you want to, and we can leave this in this if you want, uh, just take a break and do round two tomorrow? Yeah, okay. Second round. Let's do it. So, up at the top first, we have uh, first, I, I think the first Nintendo versus Nintendo matchup. We got Mario versus Metroid. And as much as I would love to be like, yeah, Metroid's got a fighting chance. Um, no, it, no, it really doesn't. No, I mean, I don't think we're going to really have to talk about Mario much until the final four. Uh, maybe in the Elite Eight, but I just feel like it's just the given move it on. Yeah, actually, I, I really, there's a real possibility that uh, Mario is going to go up against Sonic in the final four, and that'd be pretty delightful Oh, for you me. think I'm letting Sonic go that far, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> so Mario goes forward, obviously. Yes. Uh, so here we got, I think, kind of a tough one. We got Counter-Strike versus Mortal Kombat. See, I don't think this one's that hard. I think it's okay. pretty easy Mortal Kombat. Okay. But mostly because, as I alluded to in the previous one, everybody knows, well, not everybody, but people recognize characters from Mortal Kombat like it's not, like you could see it and go, oh, they're from that fighting game. Got it. And I know I keep referencing that as the bar, but like the layman doesn't know what the fuck Counter-Strike is. Yeah, no, you you make a good point, actually. You know, I I said it was a hard one, and then I said the games that I thought, no, no, it's kind of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I mean, if if more people were gamers, I might be able to argue Counter-Strike, but I just, Mortal Kombat's been around too long, and has iconic as hell characters. I think it's kind of easy on that one. Yeah, no, you're right, Mortal Kombat. Uh, how about Resident Evil versus Final Fantasy? See, most of the ones in this one I don't think are that hard, but a lot of that <laughs> comes from me not having played a lot of Resident Evil games aka any, um, and uh, granted I have played barely any Final Fantasy games, but I just feel like the branding of Final Fantasy eclipse, eclipses Resident Evil. You think so? I do. See, I thought you were going to say Resident Evil for the same reason. Now, I I just uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw your Mortal Kombat uh, uh, strategy back at you and. Uh... <sighs> I feel like the branding for Resident Evil when it comes to iconography and recognizable characters is far stronger than Final Fantasy. Like, 
if you take Final Fantasy 1 and you take the classic characters of the Red Mage, the Black Mage, the White Mage, the Barbarian, um, those are kind of iconic, especially the Black Mage has kind of come up in other Final Fantasy games as an actual character, but otherwise, Final Fantasy changes every game between its main characters and its environments. And so the only branding that's strong with it is the name Final Fantasy. Whereas Resident Evil, you've got Wesker and Jill and Chris and Leon and a whole movie franchise behind it. I feel like Resident Evil's branding is stronger. Hmm. I mean, when you say it like that, yeah. But then I don't know what we're going to do when we get to Pac-Man. <laughs> because, I mean, I feel like Final Fantasy has the Pac-Man, the same kind of... Now, granted... Pac-Man hasn't had a new game and well, a different game in forever. It's basically been the same thing, but it it's on name recognition rather than things about the game. I just feel like... No, the, I, I disagree with that too, actually. I think Pac-Man has more recognizability about it than the name. Okay. Well, I can't... But, we'll, we got, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing for me. I don't have a strong enough opinion to tell you no on Resident Evil. So, because both of these are franchises that I barely touched, and so I don't know how equipped I am to give you. Nope, I'm 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 standing on the Final Fantasy hill. Now I'll I'll roll over and die if you want to move Resident Evil on. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing with Final Fantasy is again something like the Black Mage is kind of synonymous with video game sorcery users. So the question is, do the classics of Final Fantasy stand taller? than the characters of Resident Evil. Yeah, because I, I think, too, if Final Fantasy had more characters recur, it would be a little easier to make the argument for Final Fantasy. Like, if Cloud, when if Cloud's in multiple games, I'm sorry, but if Cloud shows up in multiple games, okay, yeah, there's someone to, there's a poster child. But, I mean, there's, like, I and I'm going to get the numbers wrong on this, but there's, like, crazy stuff differences in what games people among the Final Fantasy fandom are have as their favorite. Like, some people love Final Fantasy 7. I think the other one's 10 or 11. Maybe it's 13. I don't know. It's one of those double-digit <laughs> ones. There's, like, a double-digit crowd and then those high single digits, and there's a big split between them. So, yeah. all that being said, yeah, if we're moving Resident Evil on, I, I, really, I really don't care. <laughs> okay. Did you know there's actually uh, a Super Smash Bros-esque Final Fantasy game? I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's called Dissidia, and it's like an anime arena fighter, but it's all Final Fantasy characters. Cool. <laughs> Again, I don't... I, I guess, I, yeah. You know, now I'm thinking about it more, especially with Resident Evil having the movie franchise, I think that gives it a lot more recognizability than Final Fantasy. So I'm actually, I'm okay with moving Resident Evil on. Okay, so we'll go with that. Uh, how about Crash Bandicoot versus GTA then? I love me my Crash, but, I mean, it's GTA. Yeah, I think GTA has more of a presence in pop culture in general. Um, and, and it's really only because of the controversies, right? The news, I was going to say, if there's, there was a tournament of uh, most news headlines, it w- we wouldn't even have the tournament because it'd just be GTA. 
Yeah, and actually, it would be interesting if we had a matchup of Mortal Kombat versus GTA, because then it would just kind of be a question of who had the biggest stink about it. True. Oh, we got close, but we will. Uh, there is no way we get that. There is no way. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I realized for a lot of these, I my my reasoning for moving them on is literally just saying the name again. But I feel like that kind of does mean something because if you know, you know, like it's GTA. Crash can't compete. Sorry, Crash. Yeah. We got that round one upset. Okay, appreciate. Okay, so then we're on to the second quarter. Yes. Uh, we have Tetris versus Fortnite. And this is kind of old guard versus new guard, right? Because I, I feel like Fortnite is kind of the modern face of gaming. Yeah. But those, those, uh, what are they, I'm going to call them shapes, I know that's probably not what they're called, but those shapes, Tetriminos. there you go, I'm not going to say them, I'm going to keep calling them shapes, uh, the shapes in Tetris though, I mean, everyone recognizes that shit, everybody, you don't, you could never have played a game in your life, and you're like, oh, I've seen that, Fortnite's like, oh, is that that thing those kids are doing, <laughs> the dancing, yeah, and, I mean, even it's like, in a vacuum, you see four squares put together in one of the Tetris shapes, and your grandma's going to be like, oh, is that Tetris? Yeah, yeah. It it has very good, I mean, it's super iconic. What are we saying? I mean, it's a one seed for a reason, and as much as uh, Fortnite is a thing now and might be a thing going forward, I, I just don't think it can compete with Tetris's just recognition. I mean, it, how many... Years have they been making Tetris games, for crying out loud. Right, yeah, it's hard to say in the long haul how prevalent Fortnite is going to be, especially when it's writing on, and in its own way kind of created the wave of Battle Royale as a genre. And if that goes away, and if Fortnite doesn't adapt, then it's going to fall to the wayside, and it's going to be a very prominent chapter, but at this point in time, it's only like a step up from Roblox. Yeah, it's it's definitely one where, I mean, if we're doing this in ten years, who knows? If Fortnite's still around, it might be. It will. It will definitely be a higher seed, and it might change what we think. But I just don't know how we could move it on over Tetris for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, if if, if this was ten years ago, I think Fortnite could have the chance to rise to the pedigree of something like a World of Warcraft. Mm, yeah. Oh, you're saying like if if it had come around. If it first come on the scene 10 years ago. Yeah, if the kind of game Fortnite was was more primordial and Fortnite had the chance to shape it entirely and get into the cultural zeitgeist like World of Warcraft, where, like, you know, people parody World of Warcraft. There's the South Park episode of World of Warcraft. I, I feel like currently there are things working against Fortnite in that regard. And so while it is very, very big, it still kind of exists within its own bubble. Yeah. I got nothing so, more to add to that. <laughs> so Tetris. Yes. Tetris moves on to the Sweet 16. Okay. Now here's an interesting one. League of Legends versus FIFA. Yeah, this is the first one I pegged as, oh shit, I don't know. Because in their own way, I think both of these are uh, kind of casual games. I mean, that, that seems weird to say for League of Legends because it can be very competitive and toxic, but it's like League of Legends is one of those games that if somebody doesn't play video games, they at least play League. Yeah. Like, if there's one yeah, game yes. they play. If it is League. your one game, yeah. 
That or Minecraft. It's one of the so in the so the question I think is it, it's a difference between how prevalent FIFA is and how popular League of Legends is. I feel like because neither of them have like super strong iconography outside of their title. I mean, there there's a few legends from League that you could pick out of a crowd. FIFA is just people. FIFA is just the name. FIFA is just soccer. League of Legends at least has Jinx. I guess is the one that people would know. I don't know. You talked to the wrong person to recognizable (laughs) League of Legends characters. Okay, fair. I thought you had something to say. Oh, I I mean, League of Legends, the reason why I would edge that out over FIFA is um, mostly because I, I think more people play League of Legends than FIFA. As crazy as the thing that is to say, I... I kind of think more people do, and at least at a, especially at a higher level of it. And so more people that are, like you said, casually playing games are much more likely to play League than FIFA because, and this is probably a stupid thing to say out loud, I think League has a lower entry point than FIFA because um, I understand how MOBAs work. So like I can play League. I don't like it. It's not my type of MOBA. Um... I've played FIFA and it, I'm dog shit. I'm so bad and I just get wrecked. <laughs> well, I mean, and it helps that League of Legends for being a MOBA is free to play as well. Like True. the the barrier to entry is significantly less to get into League. But then because it's free, we don't have uh like copies, sales figures to compare. So I I actually I do wonder which one is played more cuz I don't know how worldwide FIFA is aside from mainland u.s and uh europe but Uh, league is pretty much huge everywhere how big is fifa not in the u.s fifa is huge like worldwide yeah okay i I mean i'd say they're these two are very comparable of player bases uh i the thing that i would give it to is i'm just gonna probably give the edge to a non-sports franchise but that's just me yeah, no, I, I agree. I think despite all of that, uh, if if we look at the impact both games have had on the gaming landscape, I think FIFA itself is just a very popular sports game, and it gets people playing video games, it gets consoles and houses. But League of Legends has changed the MOBA landscape as well as crafted the esports landscape alongside games like Counter-Strike. So I think yeah. League of Legends does become more iconic when you consider how it has ingrained itself in the DNA of video games. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the final nail in the coffin for me moving League of Legends forward is the esports scene. Like It's one of the holy grail, and that's a terrible analogy. It's one of the top most viewed games when it comes to an esport, the esports scene, and I think that gives it a boatload of points over FIFA. Mm-hmm. So League of Legends goes forward. Uh, these next two, I think, are pretty easy. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't argue Tomb Raider over Sonic. I just, <laughs> I, I think, I think if it weren't you, I'd try maybe a little harder because I think I could be convinced to put Tomb Raider over Sonic, but there's no way I'm going to convince you to let us you, move Tomb Raider. You would be an animal to think that Sonic is less iconic than Lara Croft. I've 
never played a Sonic game. Well, and when true, it when it gets but... down to the point that I actually have to defend Sonic, I will school you, which will probably be the next round. Eh, okay. Uh, I have so I have one no after... strong fight, or I got I got no strong opinions either way. So we can easily move if we need to save our time for another one. Let's just move Sonic on. <laughs> yeah, we're moving Sonic on. We'll be moving Sonic on. And I just don't know how we don't move Halo on over Gears of War for the next one. Yeah, no. Even when Gears of War was a popular God shooter of, franchise. God of War. God of War. Shit. <laughs> I, I keep mixing those up. I, I don't. I might have done it too. I don't know. Uh, Gears versus Halo would have also been easy though. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so God of War versus Halo is this round. Uh, and and I I do think Halo still edges out God of War, but. I do like that here we have uh, mascot characters from two very much more mature titles. Because oh, yeah. this isn't, like, this conversation is not God of War versus Halo. It's Kratos versus Master Chief, right? And Master Chief wins every time. Yeah. I, I mean, if it weren't for the new God of War, this this isn't even close. Um, I mean, I know Kratos is still very iconic in his own right from the original trilogy. But not, I'd put it almost on like a, uh, what is the one we did earlier? An Uncharted after only Uncharted 3 level or um, what was another one that I thought was pretty comparable character? I can't think of it. But yeah, Master Chief just beats Kratos. And yeah, I, it's hard to argue against uh, Halo being Microsoft, where Halo defined the culture of Xbox, you know? I mean, it can it defined the whole culture of beginning esports. Like yeah. MLG competitive Halo was the compet like the thing in competitive video gaming for 5 years. Like it helped build the foundation. <laughs> it walked so Call of Duty could run. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching MLG on G4 before it went under. That was a good time. I've I just watched so many competitive Halo tournament videos on YouTube. Oh. But yeah, Halo's moving on. Easy peasy. Yep. So we move to the other side of the bracket. We're halfway through. And this uh, one we'll ha- we're halfway not... through with the second half. Yeah. We're not uh spending any time on this one. It's Pokemon. Yeah, no. Guitar Hero's big, but Pokemon is bigger. And I don't even think we need to spend that much time on the next one cuz I think Doom over Madden pretty easily as well. 100%. Look at that. We're making up time. Uh, and I, I think this one's also pretty easy. Mass Effect versus Street Fighter. Yeah. But as, maybe you have a different opinion. Oh, no, no, no. As much as I love Mass Effect, there's no way it competes with Street Fighter. <laughs> there's, they're, they're in completely different tiers. Commander Shepard for iconography, or, or rather the N7 logo for iconography, cannot beat the Hadouken. No. I mean, it's you up can't there. Beat, but... You can't beat Guile. You can't beat Ryu. You can't beat Chun-Li. Uh, yeah, I, it's not it's not even close. Uh, but then the last one for this quarter here is Smash Bros versus COD. This is probably the uh, this other second seed matchup that we'll get to in a bit. I think is also a little more you have to think about. I, I ju- Call of Duty's just become such a juggernaut, and. Everybody knows about it as a game. But then again, oh, I don't know. This one's tough for me. 
Yeah, I'm immediately I kind of lean towards COD, but both of these franchises are in their own way company carriers, right? Yeah. Like, Call of Duty has kept Activision relevant and has driven so many decisions and business changes that Activision has gone through. And, I mean, Smash Bros, Nintendo is practically working Sakurai to the death because they they just need more Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, you know, part of what I really love about modern Smash Bros is it's become not just a send-up and a tribute to Nintendo but a celebration of gaming in general. So it's it's an interesting conversation we have here where we have to decide between one of the biggest, one of the most recognizable video game franchises of all time, even though it's just Military Shooter Man, versus an amalgamation and a celebration of all that is video gaming. Like, like Super yeah. Smash Bros. as a title is the culmination of this entire bracket, right? Yeah, it's just bringing a bunch of franchises together. And but doing does those... can we consider an amalgam iconic? Uh I I don't not more iconic than Call of Duty, I don't think. Uh I mean the fighting style of it is very unique, and that is why I think it's on here. More than the fact that it's a conglomeration of a bunch of different franchise characters pitting it out against each other. Uh it's the the type the the fighting style the game has is what makes it iconic and unique. But I just don't think it can beat out the just adrenaline run and gun gameplay that Call of Duty has developed over the years and has kept so many people coming back for the next game, even though it's a year after. Yeah. And unfortunately, I agree. So we got the COD moving on. Uh, Zelda versus Gears of War. Uh, not really a conversation here, right? Yeah, no, it's it's Zelda. It's got to be Zelda. Uh. And and so now here here we have uh, oh, that wrong. <laughs> you have misspelled Dark Souls. Yeah, we have Darl Souls versus Pac Man. Oops. Yeah, this one's interesting. Um, but you you had you had some thoughts on Pac Man, so you you go you go. Uh, first. yeah, and and I think as much as I love Dark Souls, I I think I am leaning towards Pac Man here. Uh, but. So, so your your thing was you said that Pac-Man lives in the back of people's heads and is only recognizable by name, right? For uh, the most part, yeah. Except, like, you know what a Pac-Man board looks like. Yes. You know the startup tune to a Pac-Man board. Like, like even if you can't hum it, if you heard it, you would know immediately, oh, it's Pac-Man. Yeah. Every time you pull out a single slice of pizza from a full pizza, someone at your table is going to be, haha, it's Pac-Man. Because also that's literally how Pac-Man was designed. And that wah, wah, wah noise. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff about Pac-Man that, because of when it was made in its time, it's so simple and has lasted so long that everything about Pac-Man lives in the back of people's minds. Where I mean, like you said, someone like Master Chief has iconic lines like, sir, I'm finishing this fight. But Pac-Man, all you gotta do is say waka waka waka, and it's either Fozzie Bear or Pac-Man. And today it's mostly, well, I actually don't know. I can't say that. Never mind. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, to your point, to give Dark Souls some credit, your whole, like, as you said in the previous round, of it's the Dark Souls of inter-game type of game. Uh, but 
I mean, I've never played a Dark Souls game to completion. I don't think, other than the fighting style of them and the just interesting art style, it is not the type of game that is like, here, yes, I am the poster child. Look at me. You know exactly what you're looking at when you see... I guess you could argue that on the art style. But it's not like Pac-Man, where, like you said, everyone sees it, sees something similar, hears the sound effects, and goes, oh yeah, it's Pac-Man. I'm sure for Dark Souls, like if you are a diehard fan, there's stuff like that. But I don't... I, I mean, you could show me some screenshots and some sound bites, and I have no idea it's from Dark Souls. Yeah, uh... I I'm there's there's a lot that I like about Dark Souls, and I think there is an argument to be made for it being iconic. However, I think because of the art style, which you know I want to point out, uh, a game like Ghost of Tsushima was a game designed as if it was a samurai movie set in Japan, but it was made by a Western team of game developers. Dark Souls is the inverse, where uh, an Eastern team of developers wanted to design a Western Middle mi- Middle Ages medieval game. So, you know, you're fighting dragons, but despite being an Eastern team, you're fighting Western dragons. You're not fighting the long, noodly Eastern dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so it itself isn't super recognizable because it's just doing something we already know very, very well, kind of like all the sports games. But... As a game, Dark Souls has itself kind of rebuilt the DNA of action-adventure RPGs, where, you know, even the newest God of War, the Batman Arkham games, Jedi Fallen Order, all of those games are compared to Dark Souls for their fighting style, because the Souls games defined a Souls-like fighting style. And so any game that you lock onto an enemy and kind of strafe around them for a bit with a shield up, it's all going to feel very Dark Souls, and I think it needs to be paid some dues for changing the way people design action-adventure games. But then I, I still think the iconography of Pac-Man is going to be stronger than that because the games themselves, despite that, kind of live in the background. Yeah. Nothing more to add again. <laughs> you, you, you shut case closed, Pac-Man moves on. <laughs> all that being said, Pac-Man moves on. Yeah. Love you, Dark Souls. We got this next one that's... Oh, this one's so hard, Chris. I mean, it's just... How is it not wow? Yeah. I mean, I I really really had to fight for Half-Life over Need for Speed for you. And as much as I love Gordon Freeman, and I think uh, the crowbar itself is very iconic, uh, it it certainly doesn't help that Half-Life died without completion and hasn't been seen for, like, a decade aside from Half-Life Alex. Half-Life could have been so much more, and it did define a lot of things for the shooter genre, but, it, it uh, again, it's hard to understate how impactful WoW has been for yeah. a lot of things. I'm I As long as we pick the one I think we will in the next one, I'm very interested in this soon-to-be Sweet 16 matchup, because I think that one's going to be one of the hardest Sweet 16 matchups that we have. Yeah, so WoW goes forward, and for our last one today, we have The Sims versus Minecraft. And I, I think we gave a lot of talk to The Sims in the previous round. We didn't talk too much about Minecraft because it's Minecraft against Tom Clancy, and it's just, I think, saying the name is all you need to do, as I've been doing. And 
I just don't see The Sims as approachable as it is to anyone. Minecraft is that and more interesting. And from a merchandise perspective, from a content creation perspective, The Sims can't compete with Minecraft from an iconic standpoint in those respects. And that's why I just think I think it's Minecraft and not too much of a competition. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Minecraft, I, I think this is a really interesting matchup because both games are very accessible and they're very widespread, but for different audiences, right? Where it feels to me when it comes to The Sims, it's geared towards an older audience. People that don't really play video games, but they think The Sims are really, really fun. And that could be my colored experience because, like, one of the biggest Sims players I know was my own mother. And I remember going to Best Buy and picking up a PC copy of The Sims 2 with my mom, and she would play that game for hours. Uh, Whereas then Minecraft, it's, uh, you know, there's certainly overlap between these two, where a lot of people just play both games. But Minecraft has always kind of felt like a game for the younger audience, right? Yeah. Uh, Especially when Minecraft is in schools teaching people. It's kind of like Roblox in a way where the people that play it are younger. And because of that, it's insanely popular. You can't even fathom how many people play Minecraft. But then The Sims is kind of like a mobile game where it's also everywhere just with a different group of people. Especially on the how many people have played it side. I mean, like how many times have you bought Minecraft? Oh, I mean, me personally. Yeah. I've bought Minecraft like five times. Yeah, I think I've only bought it like two or three. And the last time I did, I was like, well, fuck, I'm buying it again. (laughs) So kind of like, I kind of wish Minecraft and GTA could go up against each other the way we had it, because that would be a thing. I'd be like, well, how many times have you bought GTA 5? How many times have you bought Minecraft? Yeah, and it would be concerningly close for a couple games that neither of them, the answer is only once. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Especially because I bought Minecraft when it was still in alpha. Like, initially, I bought Minecraft for $5. Jesus. I don't think I got it before it officially released. I might have bought it in beta. I probably did. But, Jesus, that was so long ago now. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, uh, Minecraft goes forward. Which, yeah, is going to be a very interesting conversation to talk World of Warcraft versus Minecraft. Yeah. We got a couple very interesting ones. Uh, I think most of the ones are going to move on. There'll, there'll be interesting discussion, but most of the... Because I think all the ones and twos made it. The the two matchup, the matchups with the two seeds will be the more interesting conversations going forward. At least yeah, for this so next round. Before we close out this extra long podcast, uh, why don't you run down what our Sweet 16 is looking like? Okay, in the top part of the bracket, we have Mario versus Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil versus GTA. And the next bracket below that, we have Tetris versus League of Legends and Sonic versus Halo. I'm looking forward to that discussion. <laughs> uh, in the top right, we have Pokemon versus Doom, which is wild. <laughs> uh, and then Street Fighter versus Call of Duty. That'll be a fun one. Uh, But in the bottom part of the bracket, Zelda versus Pac-Man and World of Warcraft versus Minecraft. Yeah, those are going to be hard. We're actually getting down to some juggernauts. Yeah. 
Yes. Something like Pokemon, which has not had a hard matchup yet, and maybe still won't. We'll see. But, uh, you know, the the stuff that's been pretty handedly moving forward, all of our one seeds, we're actually going to have to have a conversation now and see. Yeah. But I think we need to sign off. We didn't think this would be the only thing we talked about, but it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least it was kind of a slow news week. Hopefully uh, everyone enjoyed this this break for our fun minigame. And I'm just hoping next week's not just this again. But who oh, knows? It probably will be. It could be. <laughs> Uh, well, until then, until we figure out how to time a podcast, uh, how about you follow us on Twitter, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. If you're listening literally anywhere else, please tell a friend and get us inside more ears. Uh, and until then, I have been Chris, he has been Hayden, and we will see you next week. Bye.